0: How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin'
1: on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with
2: Sandra Carusi on talk radio, AM 640, and HD radio.
3: Inside Jokes, the end of the year review. It's here. What a year. 2016 killed off a lot of people but not me i'm still here i am still here i am going strong along with uh, vince tedesco hello vince hello hello techie tom Dean Young, yeah, Tavin Rhymes with Kevin, hey. and our recurrent guest, Peter Anthony.
4: That's one of your best intros ever because, yeah, the, the shows i listen to, not so much, yeah, not, not the thanks, ones, guys. The, the fir- yeah. Your first year on the air, right? Yes, well, they're getting better as you go,
1: I guess, <laughs> sharpening them up, yeah. I
3: think it's been a, uh, I'm getting better, I think, kind of a little bit, no, oh, yeah, yeah, disaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been so much fun we're going to have this review show and talk about their best moments on Inside Jokes throughout the year with some of our great guests um, from here in studio and also at JFL and I interviewed a lot of people there uh, a lot of big names so we're looking forward to that just um, for
1: last for those people that don't yeah. like yes, in Montreal the land of cigarettes and poutine oh yes yeah. mm. and lovely French girls and massages yeah. And oh did you get some done in Montreal no I just do that here no. in Toronto yeah
3: um but, so, anyway, thanks. Uh, let's go to this first clip, uh, one of the moments, magical moments we had with Lawrence Morgenstern, Glenn Foster, and Dean Young. This is when you were just a guest, That's Dean. When I was yeah, a Dean was officially
1: on air as executive producer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Was I was a guest, and... Uh I remember that day. That's Lawrence looked at my tattoos and goes, what are you supposed to be, kid memento or something? And He was giving it to everyone that day. He was giving it to you. He was giving it to you,
3: Sandra. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Tommy. (laughs) Santa Carusi with Glenn Foster, Lawrence Morgenstern, Dean Young. Welcome back, guys.
5: I just want to say something about the way you opened the whole
6: show. Yes, please. (laughs) Because you said, said, one thing I like about doing the show is I get to talk to people, which is so unlike most radio.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Where it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of animal tricks that are then described
6: <laughs> by some announcer in <laughs> another room, <laughs> I meant or a var- card tricks. <laughs> yeah.
3: I meant a variety of people. <laughs> okay, I meant uh, as we're talking off mic from. Everyone like Trevor Noah, who I had last week, oh, here to we some go. amateurs. Yeah. I I'm dropping to names. I had open the door
6: to her. Yes. Name <laughs> my back hurts from carrying
3: like dro- from dropping names like that. Okay, right.
1: there's but- no uh, visual visual jokes here on inside jokes. <laughs> no visual gags.
7: <laughs> That's no
5: inside jokes either. Yeah, all the inside jokes are during the break where Sandra swears like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
3: Unbelievable!
5: <laughs> I'm offended.
3: I don't know what he's talking about. We're back. That's one of the clips with the Lawrence Morgan show. He wasn't wrong
4: about you swearing like a sailor. on uh, the break. yeah.
3: Get your
8: mouth, our east. best moments of the show. <laughs> <not> on my-
3: <laughs> you know, I talked about Trevor Noah there because that's what I try to tell people how I try to be cool. Uh, what's that clip? Uh, he this was long before the election results, and Trevor Noah talked about Trump uh, on this clip, Tommy. You're doing a show about politics, look what's going on with the Trump master. Do you not just want to scream into the camera, What's wrong with you people? Do you ever think of that? Does it just blow you away what's happening over there?
9: Oh, not not really funny enough. I maybe it's because I come from a place where we just went through the same thing. You know, we interesting. In what way? The we had the crazy candidates who everyone thought was a joke initially and then the guy turned out and won. Jacob Zuma. And, yeah, exactly. And so I I don't I don't think it's it's shocking and also I think all it does is it's it's um it brings to the fore emotions and feelings that have been buried for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something I also don't take for granted is we, we, like to, we like to sweep things under the rug while they're happening and, you know, act like everything is fine and dandy. And really, there's a lot of issues that we need to be dealing with in society that we aren't. And so this is what happens is somebody comes becomes a mouthpiece for those negative feelings and the feelings remerge. So are you supporting Trump kind of? Is that what I'm hearing? Or what no, do you no, 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 no. So no. what
3: do you mean by that? Then negative feelings and it's time that people no, talk. No. About-
9: what I'm what I'm saying is people go Trump is crazy, people go in but you like no no no, but you must remember people are voting.
3: Yes, for Trump. right. What's that tell you?
9: Everyone has a, everyone has the right to be crazy. What mm-hmm. we should ask ourselves is who are the people following him and why? Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize how damaged the nation is, and how much hate this still exists. Mm-hmm. Because if a, if, a, if a hateful message like that can be met with so much support, you then realize that there's a lot of damage that hasn't really been dealt with mm-hmm. in a country. And uh, and so it's it's honestly not surprising to me at all.
3: Wow, Trevor Noah, back in March here, uh, he was uh, when he called into Inside Jokes. That was pretty incredible um that's kind of been the
1: mantra for that whole election campaign i
3: know and then trump went and got voted in who knew (laughs) um another guy i love so much uh smoking hot sugar sammy uh he's very (sighs) popular in quebec peter right
4: he is it's extremely popular in quebec
3: yes and he's isn't in english canada much not a lot of people know him
4: he's bridging that gap for sure yes slowly but surely
3: he had said in 2017 he is uh uh, going to come to English Canada. But he, he talks some great stuff about uh, people, uh, brown people. and.
1: Uh, well, and what was that? Well, now that
3: he's in a so- socioeconomic uh, class, they expect that he skis. <laughs> <laughs>
5: what... Tom? But I love the Habs. And I was like, I got to somehow make it as part of uh, the team. You know, I couldn't play. You got to skate. You know, brown (laughs) people just skating. (laughs) We don't. We don't skate. That's (laughs) the thing with brown people. People like my white friends are always like, you know, now that you know you like. You, you start hanging out with people who are a little more, you know, you're doing well. You're like in the yes. circles. Hey, uh, do you want to come ski? <laughs> or let's go. I, mean, I don't ski, man. Yes, exactly. We don't ski. I come from a, that kind of neighbor. We never skied. I'm brown. we <laughs> travel Yeah, we traveled the way God intended. Yes. By car. And that's it.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: you didn't become white because you made some money. All yeah, of a sudden, you didn't no. start skiing. Because I know, I know. Thank you for I'm, saying I'm that, saying though, that, right? Yeah,
5: I don't eat caviar. I don't know. Just give me what I like. Oh, <laughs>
3: Sugar Sammy, he is sugar, (laughs) my sugar daddy. So we're reviewing the show, The Year in Review, Inside Jokes. Thanks for joining us with our team all on mic today with Vince Tedesco, our guest, Peter Anthony, Tevin, Dean Young, and Techie Tom. Tune in after the break because we're going to talk more of The Year in Review with Scott Thompson back in April. Thanks on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640.
10: Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi.
3: I want to talk about Buddy Cole, because then I want the girls' input, too, on Buddy Cole as a character. Correct me if I'm wrong, you were doing Buddy Cole when gay was not gay.
2: Oh, And you could
3: not do gay. Gay was the
2: worst thing a person could be.
3: In 84. And what oh, was the hour? Ellen... It was a nightmare. When did Ellen do the sitcom that she got way, after, at... me. way,
7: yeah. way yeah. after me? Way yeah. after
2: me. Way after me. So, Buddy
3: Cole, um, you do the. There's this... no money
2: in being first. Let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> the money's in third.
3: No, but you didn't blow him off. You kept him.
2: I still do Buddy Cole. Of
3: course. Hey, you did him a whole... Colbert recently.
2: Yeah, that was I did. so awesome. Yeah. Jesus no. And I still, there's certain things. Now that i am doing stand-up because I can be myself now yes you could not be yourself yes. if you were like you could not be an openly gay comedian no in the 80s or no even way. the 90s it's just not possible it's only very recently that you have any real chance of success being that way and buddy Cole was in many ways my uh, my voice Hideout,
3: yeah yeah, yeah like
2: can... I, I you know I, I had to hide behind him because I yeah. could not be what I'm yeah. doing today the world had not made that jump the world, the last four or five years, suddenly the tipping point happened, and suddenly society decided that homosexuality is not the worst thing on earth, and maybe we should be behind uh, people like that. No pun intended. <laughs>
7: yeah.
3: Holy cow, Scott Thompson, guys, he was in studio with us. What a great clip the that
4: was. That's Cole. a fa- that's a fascinating clip to listen to. Just, I can't imagine, um, you know, trying to be a performer and not being able to be your authentic self and, you know, know? and having to sort of work through that. and
1: Especially in comedy.
4: Yeah, but the fact that Buddy Cole was a way that he dealt with that is amazing. That's something I didn't know. That's incredible. Isn't that? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and there was so much of that voice in Kids in the Hall, especially like they would do that sketch, Steps, where it was like a whole gay cast. They had running F word. I can't say that word, but you know, Scott did a lot of that stuff and this is, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. He's putting this on on network TV and it was it was stuff that you hadn't seen before It was sketchy. and Canadian TV exactly. let's say that yeah.
3: ahead of its time just for broadcasting in general um, and that happened yeah. on our Canadian airwaves there was
1: no LGBT on, on represented on television right. back then right
3: yeah he's a forefather in many ways and um, I guess if that's the term I don't know and kind of the pioneer of what he laid down that episode had other improv uh, performers Stephanie Herrera and Bree Thompson who were just thrilled to be in studio with him so that was a really fun show back in April. Um, I think are we going to do one more break, uh, one more clip with him? And then we'll go it's into break. S- and we'll More be, Scott. More Scott Thompson because that was a special show. I loved having him in here. Actually, when I saw him at GFL, he hosted the Homegrown contest and I got to see his uh, stand up
1: there yeah. dean were you there for that i saw him do one of the he did the remember he did the david cross gala too yes so he, he was doing a lot of new stuff this year in montreal such a fantastic. Huge his yeah. breast cancer stuff was yes. amazing yeah he's funny yeah. when
3: i saw him at the homegrown he talked <laughs> he talked about uh how a straight couple approached him um that in, the woman said to him in order to sleep with my husband you have to sleep with me first and scott's like okay and he goes through that whole story <laughs> what a great storyteller and here's more with scott thompson
1: on that episode. There are books written on improv, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but I wanted a fun spin and also things that bothered me as an improviser watching. Because unfortunately, when you're improv, as all of us are, uh, we get to watch a lot of bad improv. Oh, and okay, what's bad improv? What's bad improv? Also, well, the, the, the going for the gag and not listening and, and yeah, I'm not getting nods here. Okay, it, It's the little things like that. So I give examples and uh, so I call it the Ten Commandments. And I also stress these are rules, air quotes, because rules can be broken. Okay, and what's a quick things.
3: air uh, gag, going for the gag? Like so, me and Vince, we used to be improv partners. We're, we can't do it now in audio, but well,
7: let's if go you on just right, if me. you
3: just told him you're you're you know dying, and then he you know grabs your tit or something. Yeah,
7: right. there was one I used in the, oh, the oh, example. Okay, got it. Yeah, oh,
1: right. Yeah. There was a, there was a, a great one I used it as an example. And but there was somebody. There were two Maybe. girls. But what was the bad
5: tit?
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and he and he took,
2: cut Is it, it a off. Of right? tonight. Uh, right. Come a on.
6: That's
3: true. That was our special episode with Scott Thompson. Awesome episode. And uh, we had some pretty big stars, guys, you know, besides Peter Anthony. Well, yeah. Peter's family. He's every
1: week. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, whenever he's <laughs> on lunch break, he just kind of zips by and does some radio. It's very convenient.
3: Sunday yeah. day lunch. Um, but one big, big artist that I was thrilled to have on the show, Russell Peters was yeah. here he April made, uh, 24th. He made the year. Yeah, that was... Uh... He was definitely... Um, one of the guys I was so happy to interview because uh, I opened for him back in the 90s. And, of course, he has no recollection of that. So I made no impact whatsoever. Um, but it was so much fun to interview him. Um, we talked about things like Canadian audiences versus American, um, Italian to caker because he does a lot of ethnic stuff, of course. Woodbridge, Italian mom. So we're going to talk about a lot of that after the break. But Russell Peters has had quite a great year. He uh, at the, he was in town to record his Netflix special at Massey Hall,
1: which you can now download on or view on Netflix.
3: Which is on Netflix now. He has what's his new show out? So he has um. Indian detective out on, or that's going to be coming out on CTV, right? And um, another show where he plays a pot guy who they fell asleep for many years and come back or something that some guy smoked a lot of pot. Anyway, I just
4: saw he, of- I just saw his Christmas special is going to air as well this year. I, I think they they filmed it in years previous, but they're going to rebroadcast it. Oh, cool. A Russell Peters Christmas. So. Oh, Doesn't
1: he hate p- that special? I think he might. <laughs> yeah, probably.
4: <laughs> I know he's wearing a terrible sweater in it, so I'm not sure if that's the reason or or the sketches well, didn't come across. I don't well, know. we're
3: going to hear more about uh, our interview with Russell Peters uh, after the break on the Year in Review on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640.
5: This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear.
10: Oh, I don't know. There's a what lot of ears? them. I mean, they're funny. They're dirty. I don't know what. Yeah, you... dirty, dirty. Dirty. They get dirty. You know what? You... This like, is radio.
3: Porn. <clears throat> like they're, like women just like go nuts, eh?
10: Um, it's, uh, they... What's the
3: groupies? Like, let's talk about it.
10: Clayton, uh, why
3: are you laughing? With like
10: the way you said it, women just go nuts, eh? Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so and she got That's like so uh, you went from Italian to caker like that. <laughs> 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 oh, they just go nuts, eh? <laughs> oh man, hey bud, oh, oh yeah, probably, hey, uh, oh, yeah. probably laying the boots to them, eh? <laughs> right on, oh yeah, just just crushing it.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, that was me getting the gears from Russell Peters back in April when he was in studio. Boy, a lot of guests uh, kind of uh, pick on me, folks. You're Uh, just noticing this now. (laughs) That's like the entire
1: year in review.
3: (laughs) Oh, shut (laughs) it. Uh, That interview with Russell Peters we got on YouTube, and now it's up to 47,000 views
1: on YouTube if you want to check it out. You did get super Canadian there, though. Like, you sounded like me. I did.
3: I sounded a little, (laughs) little bit North Bay, I think. Yeah. And, uh, so Russell, uh, that was a treat. Uh, he also got engaged this year. And I remember when he was in April, I thought, um, like I normally do that. He actually liked me. Um, Amy Schumer does a great bit on that, how when she talked to Bradley Cooper and he kept wanting to talk to her because she was funny. <laughs> she later on called her mom and said, oh, my God, I think I'm dating Bradley Cooper. <laughs> that was me after Russell Peters was in the studio. I kept telling everybody, I think I'm dating Russell Peters because we talked and he was on my show. And then he got engaged. So wow. then we found out really quick. Not so much.
1: Uh, but he's so much fun! Oh my God, I love that. up a lot about he talked about religion in that episode. Yes. he talked about. Uh, he's very generous. That's what I like about Russell. Like you, you hear a lot of stories about this. He's one of those comics from here that really did. You know, he's had a fantastic career up until now. He really blew up in the states. But he's just gracious. Like he comes yes. home, he 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 has he still brings new comics out to open for him, and he he'll give him gifts and stuff. Like yes. He's, he didn't leave the scene where he came from, which doesn't happen a lot, right?
0: Yeah,
8: very tell it like it is.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Peter, did you ever perform with him ever?
8: I
4: have I, I have. I, I did open for Russell at a, at a Yuck Yucks comedy club in Calgary once upon a time. Way back when, right? Yeah, so when I was, I was, Did I was you get a gold watch? I was a young pup, and I, <laughs> I, I did not get a gold watch, but I, I, stood, uh, I stood back and watched uh, his entire set. It was actually right after the YouTube stuff. So it was just before... Uh, he he really went viral nice. but it was something was going on and and people knew that something was going on and it was with him it yeah. yes. was it was pretty spectacular to watch it,
3: you know even me in 93 maybe it was 93 94 when i opened for him and um you could just sense that the crowd loved him because he was doing groundbreaking work at the time he was doing the brown boy stuff that at that time even from an immigration standpoint there wasn't a lot of uh people of south asian descent in Southern Ontario yet. Really, truly. The immigration was happening at the time and he was just on the cusp of it all and brilliant in the way he played it. He took a huge risk um, because like he said in the interview and along Clayton, his brother talks about it too, about alienating people. Uh, and then they all, when he made it big, they all kind of called him his own. But I remember asking him, uh, "Where are the out of all the women he's met, where are the hottest women? And in this break, he tells us where. Oh. Where's the hottest chicks in, in the world? I know you don't want to say it. But no, no, like, yeah. I don't know where like they are. Mississauga oh. almost, like poor uh, credit.
10: Woodbridge actually is pretty good. Woodbr- yeah?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not from. You know, you said I that. lived
10: in Woodbridge for a long oh, time. Oh, that's
3: right. You had the townhouse. I there. would go to Fortino's
10: yeah. just to get a boner. I would uh...
3: <laughs> go to the deli section. Oh yeah, yeah.
10: Uh, can, can I get some meat? I'm like, yeah, I'm right here. Um,
3: <laughs> that was Mr. Russell Peters back in April on Inside Jokes. We're doing the year in review and listening to clips from all of our big stars that were on here. Uh, what a treat it was with Russell Peters. He talked about uh, Italian moms. How. Um, Actually, moms don't look like they used to when he was younger, and we hear about that in the break. And also, he talks about Canadian audiences. Let's talk about audiences around the world. So the the British are very polite.
10: The British are very polite.
3: Do the Canadians laugh out loud?
10: The Canadians are harder to laugh. Are they really? A little bit.
3: <clears throat> okay, I thought that was just me, my bad material. So now no, I have an no. excuse. No, no, that's Peter part says- of it. But um, <laughs> <that's>,
10: <laughs> <laughs> a, a Canadian, you know what it is? Canadians, we. Uh, they, especially in Toronto I would find the west coast they laugh a lot easier
3: really because yeah. they're all high
10: yeah probably Stoned. Vancouver is yeah. like big laughers
3: okay.
1: Toronto
10: it's kind of like hmm we'll see about this yeah um, but you know if you can work it you can make it happen
3: so do you alter your material market to market obviously uh,
10: slightly but not, not hugely yeah Yeah, you know you want to make you want people to feel like they saw that show for that city
3: that, that's awesome that's generous as a performer
10: well, you know, otherwise you're just doing performance art.
3: Oh, what do you mean by that?
10: I mean, then they could just see the exact same show anywhere you go. Yes. You want to make it a little tailor-made. To yes.
3: Them. And I love that because when you're in that, doing the one in England, you talked about something locally and I always think that's very cool that you probably do that in every market.
10: I do. You do, You do. have to, you, I always try to make one local reference
3: mm-hmm. to
10: let them know that I know where I am.
3: That's cool too because some yeah. people, when they're on tour, musicians do that. I don't mm-hmm. know what city I'm in.
10: Yeah. Hey, or when I, you know what I hate when uh, American artists come to Toronto and they're like, "Good evening, Canada," and I'm like, "No, no." <laughs> you don't go to New York and go, "What's up, America?"
3: That was Russell Peters telling us uh, about Canadian audiences and all this great stuff when he was in studio with us back in April twenty fourth.
4: Canadians are harder to make laugh. It's true, and yes. everyone knows it.
3: Yes, because the, why? the cats out
4: of the bag. No why? one knows.
3: No one knows. Nobody knows because we think we're funnier.
4: We're cold. We're well fed. I don't know. (laughs) Beats me.
3: Maybe we're smarter. Oh, we uh, for sure are, We're all doing the Inside Jokes year in review here with the whole staff on mic. Stay tuned for more clips after the break of our highlights on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640.
5: Hi, this is Trigger Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that.
3: The year in review on Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. We've had a phenomenal year with Hugh Jacks. We were talking earlier with the clips from the Russell Peters interview. And then we talk about other comics and their relationship with Russell Peters, like uh, when John Paul and Keith Pedro were here, and we hear that on this break.
7: Uh, when I started comedy, when I initially started comedy, uh, him and I were probably the only two uh, brown, young brown guys around. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of hit it off, and, and, and famously so. So And then my, my parents, and, and not to get into the whole thing, my dad really wanted me to go to school because he was like, I didn't move from Trinidad and Tobago, so you would be a professional <laughs> jackass. So, <laughs> so he wanted me to go back to school. Do you uh,
3: do your dad in your comedy? No, you don't. I don't you do my dad. Love My mom accent. does. But anywho. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, guys. Sister, oh, is God. it Sunday?
7: Is it Sunday? You can edit that out. Yes. Right? Okay. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> oh, that's actually very family-oriented compared to what um, said
7: here. Uh, so I tried going back to school, and, and uh, it just wasn't working for me because the calling was there. So I happened to be working at this obscure mall, uh, and then he and then Russell came in, and then this is before cell phones, and he's like, "Where the hell have you been?" And then he said you got to come to kenny robinson's this was the first the very first uh nubian show wow and he's like you got to come out to the show and i went and it literally changed my life uh from there because
3: Because you were given the opportunity and and so that's what kenny you're referring to uh Uh with jfl yes yes keith you too
5: that show actually when i was i think 18 years old i watched that show at young and eglinton and john paul was on the show And he had like hilarious. this this silk shirt <laughs> and dashing, shimmering hair. It was <laughs> it was hilarious. And that was the first ever live comedy show I, I watched. And I was like,
1: I got to be a comedian. So that show inspired oh, me.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: You know, guys, do you remember Mace Galone, Mark DeBonis, Martha Chavez? Remember that episode? Yeah,
1: Mace DeBonis actually this year was Canadian comedy. Yes. That was just the entire year in Canadian comedy was Mace Galoni.
3: Well, and K Trev.
1: Yeah, K Trev. Yeah. Basically, between the two of them, it was like every festival. Okay. It'll, it'll,
4: 2000, or 2016 will be remembered for several deaths and Mace
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
3: Mace Galoni, that's right. Yes, You had said DeBonis, Dean. Yes. Yes, yeah, him yeah. too. DeBonis, though, is hilarious with his... Uh, take on what happened when, about drugs when he was at a bus stop. Oh my gosh, this clip is a killer. Listen to this. Th- that yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah. it's a great storytelling. The way yeah. you, it, it, that was your whole set was the, guy yeah. uh, you're standing at a bus stop yeah. and the guy is trying to mug yeah, you that was, that was definitely... and he's like, hey Mark, is that you? The guy <laughs> yeah. from high school?
10: Yeah. I was actually telling my friend there was another time we got robbed once and there was, at, um, <laughs> the guy pulled a gun this time. Jeez. It was a college park and um, the guy pulled a gun, and then he, he took all of our um, IDs just because oh he wanted to make sure. And then he looks at my one friend, and he's like, are you in my science class? <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend's like, yeah. And he's like, all right,
2: I'm writing down your address just in case. No, and I'm then uh, it's, it's,
10: it's weird. It's Mace, weird. what
3: was your uh, selling drug joke too? Uh,
1: just a guy uh, asked if I wanted to buy cocaine at an open mic in, in uh, Hamilton. <laughs> and? In the, in the bathroom. I, 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 I turned him down. Yes, politely. <laughs> I... Matter of factly, Sandra i put him down. Yeah. No, but I, I said to the no. joke.
3: And so, talking about who's having a great year, guys. K Trevor Wilson, Hugh Hugh. Yeah. huge year. We Cross had huge year. We had him uh, in studio on Inside Jokes twice this year, and uh, we're so proud. He just announced to us that on January fourth, he'll be on Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he's had a huge year at the roast battles that just for last festival, and uh, he was on Top Comic.
1: And Ladder Kenny got renewed again. Yes. Yeah. And um,
3: I got to perform with him actually, with Tim and Tim Steves and Judy Croon at an event at a fundraiser. What a hoot that was! Being just backstage and kind of having that kind of vibe with them. Of course, I always have to throw that in. What are you smirking at, it, Peter?
4: I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking there's not a there's not a comedian in the Toronto scene that doesn't do a K. Trevor Wilson impression.
5: Yeah, that's true. Everyone, <laughs>
7: yeah. everyone's got yeah. yeah. their own K. Trevor.
4: Okay, Trev. what's yours? What's yours? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just sound
1: like K. Trevor if he's yawning. <laughs> Dean, do, do you do one? Yeah, you just have to like name names of people you've worked with and try to say it in a K. Trev, just like I don't know how to do it. Well, I was backstage with Tom Segura, <laughs> yeah, like that's um,
8: I just remember his <laughs> line: "You're listening to Sandra Carusi <laughs> on Inside Jokes." Hakeem Obstacle. Uh, I mean, fine, fine. eyewear.
3: <laughs> uh, we're gonna hear this clip from K. Trev when he talks about the top comic XM co- contest.
10: The job market is getting more difficult when you have to win a contest to get work.
3: Yeah. <laughs> is it? But yeah, but you guys were in the festivals anyway, a lot of them. Well, that's not a good to get pitch. work, but to be like that,
5: that's guaranteed That's also like weird work. that it's a prize. It's like, you're probably going to call me to do this yeah. anyway. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> oh, look at the exactly. confidence on this
10: one. Uh, you're probably going to I'm gonna getting, gonna I'm gonna get getting 50 anyway. people to paint my garage, and whoever does the best job gets <laughs> to paint my house.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Inside Jokes and Review is what's happening here. And we've had some great clips from the highlights of the year on Inside Jokes. Uh, thanks to our friends at Hakeem Optical who made this year and this show possible, making us see things better. We're going to hear more at the end of the show, what surprise I have for my producers. And uh, thanks to Lena Brockahurst, for my hair and our friends at Against the Grain and uh, all the yummy treats. And Aqua Dolce Restaurant, thanks to them too for giving us lots of
1: treats. And what were the round... Cardboard cookies you kept giving us. Well that's there not we a go. very
3: positive thing to say. <laughs> but we're going to talk after the break about my trip to Just for Laughs and what went down there. And we're going to come back after the break with more highlights of inside jokes and also my trip to Just for Laughs in Montreal this year. Stock Radio AM six forty.
9: Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Just for Laughs,
3: what a wild time. I was so lucky to interview Andy Kindler. And, um, guys, he's a big uh, force, and he does a state of the industry every year at the Just for Laughs Festival. He's very meta. What's that mean?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like he's inside comedy. Yeah, yes. he's inside about inside jokes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
3: So him and I. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. I took an Advan before I interviewed him. <laughs> uh huh. And you could see the uh, video with him. And I um, think Andy
4: could use a couple of those.
3: <laughs> I just matched his mood in this clip. You could hear it. You uh, for twenty years have been delivering the state of the industry address here right. at Just for Laughs Festival. Mm-hmm. What an honor! And they haven't bumped you after all those years either.
0: Nobody else could do my speech. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not being, I'm not bragging. Nobody else would want to do it.
3: Okay. Uh, Yeah, because of the
0: risk involved. No, well, it's just, uh, well, first of all, there's a lot of bombing involved. i bombed some years, (laughs) so they wouldn't like that. You
3: uh, start off the whole state of the industry, and so, just so everybody knows, so Andy pulls no punches when it comes to other comics, And, and that's
0: sacred ground. That doesn't happen in comedy. Andy's pretty well the only guy who does it. I, Are do you the only some, I do pull some punches. I don't want people to think that there isn't politics, in the right sense of the word, maybe involved in everything. I don't always go after people I do want to go after. And sometimes I say, oh, the target I'm going after, I shouldn't go after. I decide, ultimately. What do you mean by that? Give me an example. Okay, in other words, like, I can't give you an example because it would be something I wouldn't have taught. I was going to make fun of this person. Yeah, I and I say, I'm not going to make fun of them. Okay, so you ripped Louis C.K., though. Well, you know, I think my Louis C.K. – I think that I absolutely have uh, an issue with Louis C.K. That's my problem. So that's part of it. But then there's uh, also my um, it's uh, my problem with Louis C.K., which is based on like a, uh, the way he presents himself and the way he markets himself. So, But it's not like a problem like I – it's not like I yeah, feel personal, about Leno, who I don't think is funny. But also I don't wish L- L- Leno any ill. But uh, so – Yes, I did go after Louis C.K., but also specifically because they said that him calling Trump Hitler was like, a, you know, the media thought that was a yeah. whole new thing, and I've been doing it since I was five years old.
3: Yes, and you, and
0: then you went through all the
3: comparisons you provided Hitler.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a couple. Can you I get- said that, well, years ago, I said that uh, Dane Cook was like Hitler, <laughs> except he's worse because Hitler had a point of view. <laughs> I said that Bill Maher was like Hitler, except Hitler's more likable. <laughs> Trump is like Hitler, except at least Hitler was a veteran. Oh my god! <sighs> except Hitler used had a, a larger vocabulary of horrible adjectives.
3: Okay, Dom Irrera, I totally love off so much. He is a shocking because he's a pison. Oh, shut it. <laughs> I do I know I've never said Dane Cook I don't like that's what Andy Kinler and I talked about Dane oh Cook. you guys were sm- that's the snack only person I come out and talk about that I don't like ever is Dane Cook because yeah. I don't know how you know what actually he gives me inspiration that I have hope in the business because if he could make it and I think I'm a hack then guess what I'm a superstar watch out
4: 2017.
1: Dane Cook has like that it's like the nickelback paradox right it's just like everybody loves to dump on him but it's the guy was selling out star Madison Square Garden and stuff. So what I
3: love about Dom Herrera, because he's just been around and he is, um, he just tells it the way it is. Uh, He talks about um, his relationships. He talks a great story about Bob Saget. You'll have to hear about that in this interview. And he talks about um, Sebastian Maniscalco, because a lot of people think he's not original, but um, Herrera says he is. And he talks about that in my interview with him. Um, And I asked him if he had any regrets. Um, and it's so good to hear from him because um, he's had so many years in the business. His story about Mark Marin is great. Um, he knows all the big greats. So uh, here's more with my interview uh, from Just for Laughs with Dom Irrera.
6: I regret giving too much. What about me? Huh? No, I don't regrets. That, no, that's my thing. You I, know what? I, I, I have more regrets in relationships than I have in. Uh... Were you? A d- Were to you d- your wives? No, no, I, I was just, um, I had a, uh, my, a very bad habit of other women. Uh. With Even if, like, my girlfriend was so beautiful, the last one, she was a French-Canadian girl. We were together years. She was so beautiful that I wanted a, a skank. <laughs> I really did. Because she was too I mean, good? So you went, wanted to yeah. step down? I wanted to, have, I wanted to bang somebody my level. <laughs> She was way out of my my league, <laughs> but she loved me and you know, I still see her.
3: Do you know it's not your fault? Apparently it's a character trait. Cheating is a character trait. There's almost a,
6: nothing you I'm can do about it. Cheated on my mother, there so you know. I'll blame somebody else. You know, it's I'll genetic. I blame my therapist.
3: Inside jokes, you're in the review. In the review at just for laughs. So a lot of red carpet interviews like JV Smoove, who was the MC of the JFL Awards. And uh, what a laugh. Uh, he gave me some great advice. Uh, he's so positive, too. Um, you know, he yeah. seems to really like you. Yeah, we took to each other. Um, mm-hmm. He's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's got that character there. He does really well.
1: He was sort of like the... Every year at JFL, there's like a comic that's sort of like the honorary mayor of the mm-hmm. festival. And that, for sure, that this year, that was J.B. Smooth For sure. Right. Yeah.
3: What are the qualities you respect in a comic?
6: Uh, I expect uh, professionalism. Uh, uh, I expect uh, timing, I expect stage presence, I express just giving attitude, not making it about yourself, just having a good time. You know, when people start taking comedians seriously, we got a big problem, and it's happening, and it's sad. It's sad, change everything, sad, man. It takes us uh, it to literally. We just, we just, we like just, just having fun. 10, it's it's just having fun. Why? I mean, why? Why? Why are you taking comics, you know, so seriously? It's, this is, this is us just, you know, taking our take and just, you know, bringing it to life. You know, I'm not telling you to keep everything we say. This is just to entertain you while you're in that club for an hour or two. You can leave that club if you, if you if you go back to your sad life. It's up to you, but if we brighten your day for even an hour or two, it's, it's great. Put a smile on your face and get out of here. You know what I mean? And
3: then another hit for me was interviewing Judd Apatow. Oh yeah. Okay, Judd Apatow from um, Knocked Up, forty-year-old um, version, for Trainwreck, forty-year-old and and version, funny
4: people. Yeah. This, is this is
3: 40. His wife is phenomenal. She's in a lot of those movies. I got to interview him. It was phenomenal. I actually, I actually have a great one of um, Seth Rogen on a different red carpet uh, at the Sausage Party. You could check that out on Facebook. Uh, but here's mine with Judd Apatow.
2: That's right. I interviewed Jerry Seinfeld and Steve Allen when I was 15. Sandra Bernhardt and Harry Anderson.
3: How did you get those interviews
2: I just... Back then, no one was interested in talking to anybody. There was no internets. There was no podcasts. I think no one ever asked them to do anything, to be honest. They
3: were just happy to get the to talk, as comedians are.
1: I think so. I don't think there was that many formats where people were saying, like, who are you?
3: That was some highlights from the Just for Last Festival, red carpet, and all my interviews there. What so much fun it was, I swear. I was so lucky to be there. It was a hot year in comedy, and a lot of the big players were there when Kevin Hart did his pitch party, and amish patel was there and i got to go to a great party uh from comedy network and uh very lucky so uh we're doing more on inside jokes review uh after the break with my inside jokers in studio and peter anthony on talk radio am 640 (laughs) hey you I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend, Sandra Carusi, on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. The Inside Jokes review, year in review with Vince Tedesco, <laughs> Peter Anthony, Tevin, Kevin, uh, D- it's, Dean it's Young, Tevin. and Technique Dean, Jean. Okay, this is my Just for laughs, uh, laughs. What a time I had just for laughs. Four days of nonstop. I also appeared on Global Television Montreal, Um, And and, at the bar
1: in the Hyatt quite yes, I appeared there
3: Well, that's where I saw a lot of these people for interviews like George Wallace and he's uh, been around for years He was Seinfeld's roommate Peter's shaking his head going. Whoa love the
4: man. Yeah, Yeah.
3: George was so much fun He asked me uh, um, a lot of great questions, you know, the bigger the star the more affable and and easier to get along He gave me a great interview and then great proofs. I went into the Facebook live studio they had like this uh pop-up kind of facebook live thingy and i went in there and chewed gum and looked like a total idiot that video is on facebook you could check he it was on the inside terrified Jokes. yes you could tell <laughs> but he's a big act and i asked him questions like what qualities do you respect in a comic and it was great um he talked about comedy as a fraternity uh ben glebe was there as well and he talked about his respect for ben glebe um we talked about uh, so much um pretty Powerful stuff, Tevin. Would you say you went through it all? I think. Uh... Oh, he talked yeah, about Melania. guys are legends. Melania.
8: Melania.
3: VS Delivery and Melania Trump. Mela- Melania. First
4: uh, You say Melania. I say Melania. <laughs> Melania. Doesn't matter. Uh, lasagna, how... lasagna.
1: Doesn't matter how Let's you pronounce it because she know. can't pronounce right. it. Importance of I'm reading Tevin's
3: notes and it was importance of material Versus delivery and Melania Trump and Victoria I said, secret yes.
2: delivery. That's important <laughs> as well.
3: Oh It's a mess. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Let's hear more on that.
8: What do you think uh, makes you successful? Well humor is often uh, an important <laughs> element I think having a sense of humor is good uh, Making audiences laugh. They're really the ultimate judge. Uh, you, you don't I don't think you carry on working if you if you don't get laughs so
3: what are the qualities you respect in a comic?
8: Um, I like honesty. I don't like seduction. I don't, I don't really need you to jump up and down and make me like you. I'd rather you uh, acted how you really act. Uh, that, that's the thing that excites me. But what if, what if... the Content's nice, too. I enjoy content. Yes, yes. good jokes? Well, I, well, I, I like, yeah, writing. Writing is exciting. It's <laughs> exciting to see people who have written jokes that are very well-crafted. That kind of comedy is very exciting to me. Uh, when people get up and it's a lot of uh, jumping around or whatever, that doesn't always blow my mind. So who is it that you respect that has really good writing? Well, obviously, Lewis Black, who I just uh, was chatting with, uh, I think is a superb comedian. I think uh, on campus here, uh, Alonzo Bowden and Kathleen Madigan are two outstanding comedians that are probably, uh, at the risk of sounding jaundiced, probably a little more undersung than they should be. I think they're tremendous writers. Uh, In general, obviously, you know, uh, uh, I think Louis C.K. is a phenomenon, and, you know, uh, I I love Amy Schumer, and I'm I'm Margaret Cho, you know.
3: The Inside Jokes, year in review, with my crew in the studio. And we had a powerful year. It was great clips we just heard throughout the whole year. And one yeah. thing that we launched here on this show that we're proud of is a movement called Hashtag Comedy is Art. And it started by an open letter from ba- Sandra Battalini to uh, Justin Trudeau. And she talked about the letter here at the end of her visit and uh, I kind of h- hung on to it and said, we're going to run with it. And two things we want accomplished is to deem comedy as art from the Canada's Art Council um, so that all the funding that the Liberals gave to the Art Council uh, that comedians actually have access to. And the second thing is that Canadian comics get the same rights when they go to the U.S. as the American ones who do come here, which is when the American ones come here to work, they don't have to spend all the money on visas and paperwork. But when Canadian comics do, it's like five to 10000 Dollars And it's crazy. And we had some great interviews, like with Deborah DiGiovanni and Mike McDonald and all these guys who talk about working in the States and uh, how much more easier we need it. I've met with uh, Liberal MP Sven Spengaman, who's going to help us along with this. Former conservative MP Brad Butt is going to help us. He met with Sandra Battalini and I, and we're uh, forming a comedy association yeah, that we're going to talk more. Year. Danny Menlo's along with us on this. Adam Groh. Adam Danish amor
8: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And Dennis, we have a great group of people that are moving it along. So stay tuned. Hashtag comedy is art. This is going to be a big year for comedy in Canada. We're going to make a difference. And we're starting here on this show, Inside Jokes. I want to thank, um, actually, uh, my good friends in studio here, everybody but Peter Anthony. Uh, <laughs> actually, Peter was my first way back before uh, when I was still doing sales at Chorus. Um, I found out there was a Yuck Yucks comedian in the building, and I started talking to Peter. We'd go for coffee. Remember that, Pete? We would indeed, by the lake.
4: We'd even go over jokes and notes. And yes, talk you helped me. You,
3: We talked. We, as you call that, a comedy jam.
4: There you go. I love the jam
3: and uh it was so much fun um and then uh you know i went ahead and got diagnosed with cancer who knew and i hadn't talked to peter peter didn't even know about year in i didn't tell him anything um and i reconnected with my friend vince tedesco who we knew from second city and he had battled cancer and so i went to him when i started my podcast art of comedy uh just to get through the crazy disease. And then from there is when I came here to Chorus, my homeland, and uh, talked about the show Inside Jokes. And uh, so it's been on the air over a year. And um, Dean Young, who I knew for many years here at Chorus, came to me and said, I want to be part of the show. And what a great addition. Oh, my God, you've brought such great... Great work
1: here. It's been a a lot of fun. And I mean, uh, I also want to say, because you're talking about you and Vince had your battles with cancer. We, of course, you know, we lost a few comics this year. We lost uh, Eric Bamberg and Josh Haddon at the beginning of the year to uh, to their battles with cancer. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, more recently, Joanna Downey from from Mm -hmm. ALS. So I just wanted to, uh, to mention them. For people's personal lives and the world as a whole, it was a pretty gritty year mm-hmm. in general i think we pumped out a fantastic year worth of shows and talked yes. to some hugely talented people so
3: and i i also want to thank tevin from humber college a uh, lot of work he puts in so happy to have my little tevi poo poo <laughs>
2: thanks for having me sandra and
3: techie tom that's what all the guys say and techie tom does all the sweat and labor and Every chick who comes in here loves him. Guys come in here and pose for... Frank Spadone poses for pictures with this guy and Angelo Sarukas. And uh, (laughs) our lesbian friend, Maggie Casella, wants to go straight because of him. Yeah. I mean, he's (laughs) just the man. Uh, We want to thank Hakeem Optical. Um, I want to thank Nathan Smith and Scott Guest. Um, and all our sponsors who help make this show possible. It's been a fantastic year. I hope you join us on YouTube and watch all our episodes in review on Inside Jokes After the Show. Um, we have so much Inside Jokes Live coming up this year. And I want to thank my family and friends who keep me alive. And of course, my beautiful boys in studio. We have a great, uh, if you look under your chairs, there's a brand new. No, there's no. <laughs> Nothing, I'm yeah. joking. One but of those girls has, oh, from the agency I do. stayed. I do. Yeah, right. And thanks to our girls uh, from um, uh, the Concierge Club who were here earlier. And who uh, Peter has <laughs> learned so much about women. Anyway, thank you for a fabulous year. Congrats All right, best. Congrats on one year,
4: Sandra. I
3: love woo! you guys. I love you so Congrats, much. So I love you.